Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living. I, the Lord of land and sea, I will let my people be free to join in harmony. That is one of my 
favorite song, so thank you so much for that. Good morning and welcome again to Unity of Farmington Hills. We, <laughs> we are so glad you can join us today, whether you're online or in person. My name is Donna Opoka, and I'm going to tell you the announcements today. Before then, we can get on to the good stuff. <laughs> Reverend Kelly would like to thank everyone who tithed their time, talent, and treasure for yesterday's Adopt a Pet and Family Fun Day. Yes! It was a wonderful event, and we all had a really great time. And we also debuted our T-shirts. We now have t-shirts for our congregation, and you can purchase yours for only $10 from Eileen Lindbergh. She will have them after service. Everyone is invited to maybe join us for outdoor services, maybe, I don't know. Weather permitting, we'll again meet outdoors in the backyard for our brief fellowship gathering. And if it doesn't work out, maybe that's not so bad because today at 1230 is our women's group and where we are going to have Rhonda Barnes lead us in restorative yoga. It starts at 1230. So if you need to just run home, get something to eat, change your clothes, come on back. Restorative yoga involves Gentle, relaxing self-massage and floor exercises using a deflated ball. So bring your mats, blankets, blocks, whatever else you think you need, water, wear loose clothing, and men, you are also invited to come. And the love offering is only $6. Tomorrow, Monday, is our one o'clock Zoom house party where we always gather to have a lot of fun and uh, enjoy the camaraderie and connection with each other. And tomorrow night at seven o'clock is our critical conversations meeting on Zoom, seven to seven, eight thirty. These are conversations on racial consciousness to help understand heal and strengthen our interactions between races. Feel free to come and invite your family and friends. It is really a powerful place to be. Our Bible study class is on Wednesday at 1 o'clock on Zoom. And then at 7 o'clock in the evening on Wednesdays is meditation. And that is either in person or on Zoom. And I give Reverend Kelly a lot of credit for being able to do both of those at the same time. That's awesome. The men's group is meeting Saturday, October 16th at 10 a.m. here at the church. And they're going to discuss the book, The Four Agreements, by Miguel, Don Miguel Ruiz. I love that book. Um, all are invited. Are, are the women invited to that, men? I, all right, I think so, sure. <laughs> it's going to be a great discussion, and whether you've read it or not, it still would be great to come. Our next family trivia game night is also on Saturday on Zoom at 7 p.m. Join us for the fun and trivia. Eileen Lindbergh has great questions, and it is a lot of fun. So... You, whether your team is one person or up to four, you know, it, it all works out, and we have a good time. We are having a trunk or treat on Saturday, October 30th from 2 to 3.30. We're having cider and donuts for the parents or for everyone. Everyone is welcome. We want a lot of participation. We'd like to have a lot of cars to hand out candy to the kids. Wear your costumes, decorate your car. If you're not crazy about wearing costumes, wear your new t-shirt. Yes. Yes. 
There will be a sign-up sheet outside in the sanctuary for those who want to bring your car to participate. And if you come, you need to bring candy to, you know, individually wrapped to, to hand out to the kids. To volunteer for the children's church, the tech team, or the transportation assistance team, please click on the volunteer link on our website, unityfh.com. For more information about what's going on at the church, go to the website. There you'll see the Veterans Outreach page where veterans can find information and resources to assist with civ civilian life, including discounts on purchases and the Volunteers of America's Veterans Day car giveaway. Dennis and I have done that. We've given cars to the veterans, and that's really a cool thing to do. You know, it saves a lot of hassle than trying to figure out how to sell your car when you want a new one. It's a great organization. You can also access Nextdoor, the, our community page, which I guess you can give away, find somebody to give away your stuff that you don't want, and maybe find some new stuff that somebody else doesn't want. So for all of those informations, please visit our website, unityfh.com. To sign up for our email blasts, scroll to the bottom of our homepage and fill out that form. To become a member or to renew your membership, click on About Us on our homepage and fill out the membership form. To schedule an appointment with Reverend Kelly or if you'd like her to pray with you, please email her at seniorminister at unityfh.com or call 248-737-9191. Her office hours are Tuesdays from 10 to 1 and Wednesdays from 11 to 5. Prayer requests may also be pl placed in the prayer box on the counter outside of the sanctuary or emailed to prayerchaplains at unityfh.com. Our prayer chaplains are Roxanne Berry, there she is, and Eileen Lindenberg, who just left, but she's here. We all saw her just a few seconds ago. <laughs> we so greatly appreciate their service to this community. I think that, that takes care of it for the announcement, so let's get on to the good stuff. So as our music team sings, surely the presence. Let us open our hearts and minds to hear the daily word and for our opening meditation. you, Donna, for the announcements. That was really nice. <clears throat> the daily word for today, October 10th, 2021, is joy. And the affirmation reads, I, a growing awareness of God's presence 
is my greatest joy. I'll say that again. A growing awareness of God's presence is my greatest joy. And the message reads, Awakening from a restful sleep, I give thanks for the new day and all the people who will be a part of it. Although I cannot know what will happen as the day unfolds, I remind myself that everything and everyone might lead me to a deeper awareness of God. This growing awareness is my greatest joy. Even if the day includes less than happy experiences, I will know the quiet joy and comforting strength of the presence of God that is always with me. I will rejoice today in being alive, being able to think, to feel, to appreciate the sights, sounds, and aromas that fill my environment. I will discover joy anew as I recognize each person I meet today as a unique expression of the wonder of God. And today's scripture comes from Psalm 118, verse 24. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let us pray. And then we'll go into meditation. So I invite you to deeply close your eyes. I mean, close your eyes and take a deep breath. And just let your consciousness, your attention float right down into your heart center. Relaxing in your seat. Knowing that you are one with the presence of God. And God, we open ourselves up to hear your word today. To quiet our hearts and our minds from all of the hustle and bustle of the day. And in this sacred space right now, we go deeper into our spiritual presence that moves and breathes and has its being as you and us, as we move and breathe and have our being in you as individualized expressions of that inner Christ of God. And as we take another deep, deep breath, We breathe more deeply into your love. We open our hearts up to receive more deeply your love. And we open ourselves up to be deeper expressions of heaven on earth. And God, we'll just sit right now just for a little bit in the feeling of peace. Allowing you to invigorate our hearts, our minds, and our souls, and our bodies. Thank you, God, for being that presence that we can always tune into at any moment to feel peace, to feel calmed and settled, and feel invigorated by our inner life source. In the mighty name and nature of Jesus Christ, we pray. Thank you, God. Amen. And now let us affirm our statement of being together. Thank you, David. That was beautiful. God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. Let's say that two more times. I am an individualized expression of God. One more time. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance.
And now let's affirm our U of H growth affirmation together, knowing that it is doing what, it, what God is affirming in us for it to do. Together, we give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. Now we'll have our special song, and I'll be back with our message. We hopped into our Wayback Machine and uh, traveled deep into the vault of the Unity of Farmington Hills music and uh, unearthed this gem, which I just love as we uh, talk about removing any separation from ourselves and God. (laughs) 
It doesn't matter if it's one person, three person, people, ten people here. It doesn't matter if we have the beautiful guitar and the piano, which happened to be my favorite instrument. So having the two up there was, I was in seventh heaven. God is right here. I was floating right with God. <laughs> God is right. I love that. I love that. I love that. And thank you, David, for um, subbing for us, for Nicholas. It's been a, I love having you here. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it's good when you have someone you can depend on to come in and fill your shoes, and they do it seamlessly, and that's what David's been doing for Nicholas, our music director, so I appreciate that. Oh, my goodness, that, that, uh, I'm moved by the song, and I'm trying to let myself settle down. Um, you guys sound so wonderful together. Uh, oh, man. So, so this lady was meeting her girlfriend for lunch today, uh, one day, and she ended up late. Now, this woman is always right on time. So her girlfriend was like, hey, what happened to you? I'll never beat you to lunch. How did you get here uh, be after me? And her friend said, well, you know how they say the new 60 is the, is the 40? The, uh, yeah, it's 40. And she said, yeah. He, she said, well, the police officer that pulled me over didn't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I have to watch mine. I can be a lead foot, you know. I'm with you, Eileen. Eileen used to be a race car driver. I, <laughs> I remember the first time I came to our pet adoption that we had a couple years ago that I was a part of with you all. And it was so exciting to get there. And I was running a little late, and I was zooming down um, Orchard Lake, and a police officer stopped me. And then he was like, is there a reason why you're doing six, uh, six, you know, going so fast? And I think I was doing 60. And I said, I'm the new minister over at Unity of Farmington Hills, and I'm doing the adopt-a-pet adopt thing, and, I get, and I, I'm running late. And I guess it seemed too odd to not be true. So he said, Okay, slow yourself down. So I ease on out, watch instead. No, I didn't. <laughs> I slowed. And now when I come down Orchard Lake, I am mindful of my speed. Thank you very much. But yesterday was an amazing Adopt-A-Pet uh, Family Fun Day. We um, thank you to all of you who did show up. And it, it was, I, I really appreciated not only the, show, the people who showed up, but those, the Adopt the Rescues. We had three beautiful rescues there. And they had several adoptions, which was good. And they were really pleased with the spirit that we have here in this grounds. You know, um, the everything, Matthew makes sure everything's perfect. Everybody here made sure, Eileen and Sharon and the rest of you all who made sure all the other pieces fit together. Then it was the spirit of unity of Farmington Hills. It's the spirit of you all that everybody came up to me and said, you have a beautiful church. You have a beautiful church, and I, I am so proud. I'm so proud to be the minister here. I, I, there are no words. And I love the idea of our T-shirts. It's like I had that idea, and we have it. I wanted to be able to do functions, and no one had to wonder who we were because we were showing up and showing out, and we did yesterday. So thank you all for being there. Oh, my goodness. So today, we're continuing our study into the Sermon on the Mount. And as I keep saying over and over again, I think that is the most powerful sermon ever preached by the most powerful preacher who could ever preach, and that's Jesus, Jesus the Christ. And I say Jesus the Christ because in the moment he was preaching, it wasn't his human part preaching, it was his Christ part preaching, and his Christ part side of him that was preaching was preaching through his body. And you could feel it emanating from him to where people were blown away because of his authority and what he said and how he lived on his word and how he was the impeccable meaning of his word. He meant what he said and he said what he meant. He was completely open in his heart to God. And so what I want to do is I want to continue the theme this, this, this week. Last week we talked on Open Your Heart to God. That was a part one. I was, when I got home, I already knew God was going to have me finish this up, this next segment of the Sermon on the Mount, going into part two of Open Your Heart to God. So that's the title of my talk today is Open Your Heart to God. I'm listening. So... As Jesus began his Sermon on the Mount, in the first two scriptures in Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, and the sermon lasts through Matthew 5, 6, and 7, 
It's interesting when we would see this, and I'm probably going to, until we finish this sermon, God's probably going to have me keep revisiting these first two scriptures because they mean something deep. They mean something really deep. It says that the crowd started gathering in, and Jesus noticed that. He saw the crowds gathering in, and he went up on the side of the mountain. And as he went up on the side of the mountain, he sat down. The disciples stood around him, gathered around him. Then he opened his mouth and began to speak. And that is really powerful in anything that we do. It is really powerful. Because as long as you are living, you will always have thoughts rushing in on you. That represents the people in, in, that were there in Jesus. Spiritually, this represents the people. But thoughts normally represent people. Descendants represent your thoughts that, co that come from a certain state of consciousness. So he, it says that the thoughts rushed in, the people were rushing in. So in the moment, especially when you first wake up in the, in, in, in the beginning of the day, you're going to have thoughts coming in on you. It is important for us to back away from those human thoughts, go up to a higher consciousness. And that's what it means to go up on the, high, the side of the mountain, go up to a higher consciousness, and then root yourself in it before, and I do it before I even open my eyes. Eileen was telling us about how she does her I, I'm grateful for's every day. I do that before I even open my eyes. I don't want my eyes to touch anything in the physical world or see anything in the physical world that will distract me from God because I promise you, when I'm running late, oh my God, and I get up and I'm running, I, I have nothing to be grateful for. When I'm running late, in my mind, I have nothing to be grateful for. I can't find the right shoes, can't find. One day I came in with the two different color shoes, and Elliot was like, uh, so we got a new style going on? You got, and I looked down, I had a, blue, a brown shoe and a, gray, and a black shoe. And I was changing my shoes in the car. Howard asked me something, and I forgot and got distracted, got out the car with two different color shoes. Now, that could have made a new a style with it, but I wanted to match a little bit better. So I kept the black shoes. I went back and got the black shoe. I was hopping. No, I'm just kidding. I wasn't hopping. <laughs> With the one shoe, you ever broke a heel and you got to walk and limp and walk and limp? No, I'm just kidding. So anyway, that's not what happened. I have a vivid imagination and I'm digressing and I got to come back to the center. So bring me back, God, to the center. So anyway, when the thoughts rush in, it's important for us before we begin our day to back away from the day, to root ourselves in a higher consciousness of Christ. And then when you sit down in the higher consciousness of Christ, all the different major facets of your consciousness, which represent the 12 disciples, stand up. Stand up, and they're lit up by the consciousness of God so they can conspire with you to create the most powerful day, the most powerful life, the most powerful experience that is your highest and greatest good. So these disciples represent these powers, faith, which is Peter, Andrew, which is strength, we got James, which is wi wi uh, wisdom. We got John, and John and James were brothers, which is love. And then you got uh, Matthew, which is your will. And then you got Philip, which is your power. And then you got Bartholomew, which is your imagination. And then you, after your imagination, you got Thomas, who is your wisdom. And then after your wisdom, you have uh, Simon, who is your zeal. You have the other James, which is your order. You have um, Bartholomew, which is your, I might have said him already, imagination. And then you have Thaddeus, which is your, your ability to release and let go. And then Judas, which is your life force. And then, who am I missing? I think I got them all. But if I didn't, you get the gist of what I'm saying. Every disciple represents a major aspect of your consciousness that you can root into that will help conspire your day. And Jesus sent his disciples out, usually two by two, which means they work together. The beginning of this talk, Jesus starts, he roots himself. Then he opens his mouth. Your mouth is your power. There's power in your words. And then he begins to speak. His, his words are rooted in the consciousness of God. This brings us into the next segment of the Sermon on the Mount that we'll talk about today, which is entitled Teaching About Vows. And this is Matthew 5, 33 verse, and to 37. And I'm going to read this segment. I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. And I remind you, if you want to bring your Bibles to church with you, it's okay. It's okay. Because then it's good you can mark it up. 
if you need to, circle some things. It says, you have also heard that our ancestors were told, you must not break your vows. You must carry out the vows you make to the Lord. I, but I say, do not make any vows. Do not say by heaven, because heaven is God's throne. And do not say by the earth, because the earth is his footstool. And do not say by Jerusalem, for Jerusalem is the city of the great king. Do not even say by my head, for you can't turn your hair white or black. Well, actually, you can. You can dye it. <laughs> but it won't last because it grows out. Just a, uh, just a simple yes, I will, or no, I won't. Anything beyond this is from the evil one. Let me just center myself. So, God, I am so grateful for what you've been working with in me with my word. I let my human decrease, that the spirit can come forth, that your meaning of this scripture comes forth. I am grateful to be in this space right now. Thank you, God. Amen. You may just listen. So, oh, thank you. <laughs> so, we talk, so the, the last thing Jesus did in those first two scriptures was open his mouth and speak. And here he's talking about, he's teaching about vows. Now, in the, in the Old Testament, we were, you know, when you read through the Old Testament, there was um, teachings against swearing by the, the Lord's name and using the Lord's name in, in vain. So we have been talking throughout the Sermon on the Mount about how the Pharisees and the rabbis and the teachers have been going according to the letter of the law, but not the spirit of the law. And they've been doing things uh, outside of what was intended on the Ten Commandments and the other rules and um, procedures on how to live that the Jewish people had at that time. And, and so they stopped, since, since it was against tradition, to swear according to God. What they started doing was swearing according to everything else. So they sweared according to heaven, sweared according to God, um, Jerusalem, even a hair on my head. And you ever heard anybody even nowadays say, I swear to God, or I swear by my child's life, or I swear on this, or I swear on that. And it had gotten to the point where their word was so invalid and inaccurate and so inauthentic that they started using things to swear on to give themselves credibility at that time. They had so much rampant, well, how would I say it? In the Bible, it would say ungodliness. I would use the word unloving, uh, the unloving behavior and ways of thinking, condemnation, self-righteousness, and judgment, that as they would say things, it would be very hypocritical. And so they would swear they, used, they started using swearing to put according to their word in order for there to be some credibility to their word. And Jesus is telling them, not only do you vow to do something to God and then keep your word, but let's take that out of there because you guys have been using it inappropriate, inappropriately. You, got, you guys have been swearing and using vows inappropriately. Let's go appropriate. Let's be appropriate with this. And one of the things I love about the book that they're going to be studying, that the men's group are going to be studying, uh, The Four Agreements, is one of the agreements in The Four Agreements, I love that book, is be impeccable with your word. Jesus said, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Don't add this pious righteousness talk. Because the pious righteousness talk makes you look good, but it ain't the truth of who you are. He said, you, it's time for us to line ourselves up. I call it get, go back to basics. Go back to basics. What is your truth that you know to be so? Have you ever told somebody yes about something and you really didn't intend on doing it? Or impulsively said yes about something and you realize later that that's not really what you want to do? Or have you ever said no, you're not going to do something and find yourself doing something? Am I the only one who's yet? <laughs> okay, I'll sit up here with me and Charmaine and Angela on our own. But there's times that we'll, you'll say something impulsively and realize, why did I say that? Why did I say I'll do that? Jesus is saying that stop and before you even open your mouth, root yourself in your yes or your no. 
Is this your truth? Or is it not your truth? When I was younger, and I've mentioned this to you all, I had this disease to please. And I did anything I could and said things that I could to make people happy. Because then they wouldn't get mad at me. And if they didn't get mad at me, they wouldn't leave me. And I wouldn't be alone. I was afraid to say what was truly on my mind. I was afraid to tell people what was really inside of me because I was afraid of being left and being alone. I was afraid that anybody, that if you don't like me, if you, if you didn't, weren't happy with me, then I wasn't worthy. It's like I did my best to try to make everybody happy with me. And so I, was, I could acclimate to whoever I was around, whether it was in church, whether it was at my job, whether it was in my family, whether it was with my kids. I knew what everybody else wanted, what pleased them. And I did my best to try to please everybody, even thinking that I was pleasing God by doing this and doing my best to please God according to what the letter of the law was because I hadn't really known what the deep meaning underneath the word was. So I was sitting here in judgment on myself every time I thought I broke a commandment or broke what the Bible said to do. And Spent so much time letting my yays be my nays and my nays be my yays so that everybody could be happy with me. And nobody got the true me. Nobody. Not my husband, not my kids, and most of all, not God. Nobody got the real me. Because I was too scared for anybody to see the real me. I did my best to be so perfect on everything. So I had this perfectionist thing going on when, so when God asked me to be, told me, I knew I was supposed to be a minister back when I was little. And I run, ran away from it, but you can't outrun God. Because <laughs> everywhere you go, God is there with you, <laughs> right inside of you. Jesus is saying, stop hiding behind the mask of inauthenticity. Be truthful with your word. Be impeccable with your word. But the only way to do that, honestly, is if your heart is open to God. Because sometimes you don't even know what your truth is. Honestly. You might in one moment say, yes, I'd like to do that. But then later on as you grow and you develop and you go through some things in life, you realize that's not what I want to do. So before I even say yes, and I'm working on this more and more, or no, and I, like I said, I'm working on this on a daily thing. I stop and settle myself. Before I even speak now, I stop and try to root myself in God's truth so that every word that comes out of my mouth affirming God is truly affirming God, not looking good so people will like me, but truly affirming God. And this is the kicker. No one will know really what's in your mind. So you can walk around being inauthentic all you want, being un unable to be vulnerable or transparent all you want. No one will know unless you confess it to them. No one will know your te your te how you telegraph it. No one knows when I come up here every single time, I'm nervous unless I tell you all, which I often do. Critical conversations, I'm usually quaking in before I do it because I want to make sure I present stuff that'll be right. I want white people to be there. I want black people to be there. And I'm looking like, oh, there's more black people there. What am I saying that's wrong? There's not having the white people come. How can I convict both sides, both races to be there and other races too because I'm too nervous because there's a part of me that wants to show up right that I do my part in us loving each other and being a cohesive family together. But I can't convince everybody to be there. But part of my heart wants to so that you'll love me, so that you will like me, so that you will keep coming, so that it will validate me and make me look good. But I'm not here to look good. I'm not here for me to look good. I'm here to be an example of God. And that's what Jesus is. Jesus is our example of God, that every word that he said is so in tune with an open heart to God that his yeas, I stand on that yay, and you can't shake him from it. If you push him, he won't move. He'll bob and weave like, Martin, like uh, Muhammad Ali, and he may do some fit footwork with it too, but then he'll get rooted and bob and weave like Muhammad Ali. I want to be that rooted in my word. I don't want to waver on my word so somebody can be happy anymore. I want to be rooted in my yes 
and let my yes grow, and if my yes ends up growing into a no, be impeccable enough to speak up and say, you know what, as I've been growing with God and sitting with God and speaking with God and learning God and loving God and loving me and loving me, the best way to love you is to tell you no in this moment because I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling led to do it. Or I, my no was a no, and now I've grown, and I've developed, and I've moved into a deeper awareness of who I am and what I can do and how the power of God is moving in me, and my no can turn into a yes. My no for being ministry turned into a yes because I allowed God to work with me. And I allowed my God be, myself to be a vessel of God's word, not the authority of God's word. I am nowhere in the authority of God's word, but I am the authority of my experience in God's word. Nobody can tell me my experience of God's word. So when I say a yes, that I've been through it and I know what it means, my yes is a yes. And when I say no, that is something I've never experienced, now my no is for real. Open your heart to God that you don't have to swear on anything to make you feel credible about your yes or your no's. Open your heart to God, that you stand in the love and the power and the truth of who you are. We say this over and over and over again, I am an individualized expression of God, but do you truly mean it? Do your words reflect what you truly know inside of yourself to be so? Do you truly mean it? And are you truly being it? Even in your human moments, you can still root yourself in the spirit. In the weak moments when you're upset, you can confess, God, I'm upset. I'm scared. I feel broken. You don't have to say I am broken because you are not anything other than the impeccable experience of the most powerful expression of God that you could be. Now, you, don't, you, you may not always be it in your actions, but you are it in spirit. So you confess what you feel is so. I feel broken. I feel separate. I feel alone. I feel depleted. I feel this way. But the truth is, I'm perfect, whole, and complete. Let's move into truly being impeccable with your word, being honest with your word, being honest with you. You can't be honest with your word because your word is your bond unless you're honest with you. And you cannot be honest with you unless you're honest with God. And you cannot be honest with God unless you've moved into a deeper relationship with God. Be vulnerable. Be transparent. God already knows it anyway. The only person you're hiding it from, and you ain't even hiding it from yourself. You're trying to, but you're not. You can't hide it from yourself either. Let's walk in the essence and the truth of your yes and of your no. If you're not sure, be honest. Let me think on it. Let me sit with God. Before you open your eyes every morning, sit in the truth of who you are. Know that you are a powerful expression of God. Whether you feel it or not, whether your body expresses it or not, you are a powerful expression of God. Let every word that come from your mouth be a vow that reflects the truth of God. Whether it's your yes or your no, let your yes be rooted on that yes with the opportunity that it will grow into something more powerful. Let your no be rooted in that no with the understanding that you may move past that no. I promise you we are spiritual beings here to have a human experience. But the spirit in you supersedes everything else. When you let the power of your words, like Jesus opened his mouth and spoke, supersede anything in your circumstances, you have the power to change that circumstance. Your words are your bond. Are they the truth of what you feel? Or are they shaky? If they're shaky, just visit God, go back to that relationship with God, back to basics. Root yourself in the word of God and be the total expression of it in this world. Let your yeas be yeas and your nays be nay. But start with an open heart that is rooted in God. Amen? Thank you. Namaste.
Okay, we got our second song. <laughs> Well, now that we've raised the veil, and we've opened our heart to God, we can know that we love God and God loves us. And I know a great spiritual orator would say, ain't that some sweet business? Sweet. How sweet it is to be loved by you. someone to understand my ups and downs and there you were with sweet love and devotion deeply touching my emotion I want to stop and thank you spirit I want to stop and thank you spirit how sweet it is to be loved by you Wondering where I would be without you in my life Everything I did was just before Everywhere I went seems I've been there before But you brighten up for me all of my days With a love so sweet in so many ways I want to stop and thank you spirit I just want to stop and thank you, Spirit, how sweet it is to be loved by you. Feel so fine. How sweet it is to be loved by you. blessing. So I invite you all to just take a deep breath. Gently close your eyes. Let it come to your mind what you are led to give to Unity of Farmington Hills as your donation. And let us go ahead and affirm our love offering blessing together. You can open your eyes if you need to look at the screen together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. And if you'd like to give online, you can go to unityfh.com, and you can uh, give, go down, scroll, hit on the donate button, scroll down to 
where uh, you can do your donation in either PayPal, credit card, or debit card. Make sure when you do your purchases online, on Amazon, if you do, link it to Unity of Primeton Hills. Go through smile.amazon. We've been getting some proceeds from every purchase that I make. <laughs> and I've been making some lot of pro, pro, uh, purchases. So Unity of Primington Hills pays off because they give proceeds from your purchases. If you want to send in a check to Unity of Primington Hills, you can do so. Send it to Unity of Primington Hills, 32500 West 13 Mile Road, Primington Hills, Michigan, 48334. Or <laughs> I should let you know, Dennis, what I'm about to do it so you can do <laughs> He has that singing voice, too. And then also we have a benevolent fund that we uh, have created for anyone in Unity of Farmington Hills that is in financial need. We have been giving, using it, and it's perfect. So if you'd like to give to our benevolent fund, our angel fund, when you go to make your donation, you'll have to come back out and go back in. And then go scroll down to angel fund and make your donation that way. And it, the, for those of you who may need financial assistance, you can um, email me at seniorminister at unityfh.com, and we will see what we can do to get you started. I want to give a shout out to, um, I uh, did a memorial this year, earlier this year, for one of my good friends passed away. And his mom and her friends are here, um, Teresa Neske. And I just want to tell you, thank you for being here today. I just wanted to give a shout out to her. Um, she's one of our visitors. <laughs> she said she would come and she brought some friends with her and that was perfect. Let's stand up so we can do our virtual prayer circle, please. And bring to mind anyone who you feel needs prayer today, even if it's you. And we're going we're to imagine we're in a virtual circle. I know we're just standing, but we're doing this because of COVID. So just imagine you're in a virtual prayer circle and send those names out. Speak those names out of anybody who you feel needs prayer. And I will go ahead and pray. You can call them out aloud or silently. It's up to you. So, God, we tune into the vibration of every name that's being called into this virtual prayer circle. Knowing that the souls that are connected to those names are being touched on a deeper level by you. We tune into the love in ourselves as we stand in an in, as an intercessories, affirming your power, your purpose, and your divine plan in the lives of every single name that's been called out into this virtual prayer circle. Even if the name is ours, and we thank you for the mighty way you are moving in our lives, the mighty way you're moving in their lives, and the ways in which you are bringing the perfect divine resolution to every heart, mind, and soul, and manifesting it in their body. In the mighty name and nature of the indwelling Christ, we pray. Thank you, God. Amen. And now let us affirm our prayer for protection together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well. And as we sing our peace song, sing it with the impeccable meaning that your words are. Together. Praise God, there's peace on earth. I know it begins with me.
Well, thank you all for coming out. It, it looks like it's a little chilly outside, so I'm not gonna meet you out there because my allergies are acting, well, I don't wanna say my allergies. My body's acting like it has allergies. I'll say it that way. So those of you who are gonna be here for yoga, uh, we look forward to seeing you, and the rest of you enjoy your beautiful day, your beautiful week, and your beautiful life. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings, but still want to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page at www.unityfh.com donate.